0: Hello, everyone I am here with another speaker from Yao in Sydney Australia Jennifer Marsman Hello. thanks for uh, coming on Jennifer is a principal software development engineer at Microsoft and she did an absolutely incredible um, talk about well you should describe <laughs> it it's, it's amazing machine learning and wearing putting something on your husband right um, well, we'll get into that. But um, you're, what, you're in the top 100 people in machine learning and artificial intelligence?
1: According to Analytica. Yeah. Yep. That's very so, exciting.
0: Yeah. Very exciting. Um, can you tell us briefly about your, your talk? What was yes. it called? What did you do?
1: Yes. So my talk was called uh, Using EEG and Machine Learning to Perform Lie Detection. <laughs> and it started as just kind of a fun side project that I was working on where I have a headset that's made by a company called Emotive. And uh, I took this headset, and it reads EEG, or your brain And so I took the headset, and I put <laughs> it on my husband, and I asked him a bunch of questions. And first, I had him tell me the truth, and then I made him lie to me. And what that gave me is a labeled data set of what his brainwaves look like when he's telling the truth and what they look like when he's lying. So then you can feed that into a machine learning algorithm and build a classifier to do lie detection. So. Are,
0: are you making a product out of this? <laughs> I'm, I'm not, not, yeah.
1: That would be funny. I work for Microsoft. so like. Microsoft Enterprise Lie Detection Two Point Honey,
0: do I look fat in these jeans? Would be a whole different thing, right? Yes. That yes. would be yes. But well.
1: it was. A, um, it's been a really fun, like, side project to work on, and I really enjoyed just all of the, um, kind of like learning I've gotten out of it, just by kind of choosing something randomly, like, oh, I wonder if I could do this, and then doing it, and that's a lot of yeah and then you just iterate rapidly almost like agile
0: right mm. experimenting learning rapidly and you yes. uh you showed a video during your talk of you interviewing your boss
1: i did yeah Can you
0: say and you asked a very important question yes
1: <laughs> i did i asked a couple so first i asked him just some uh some easy questions to get the answer to uh, to, to get a baseline essentially to get data to train a model with so i asked him uh just some very basic informations like do you have brown eyes? You know, how have you ever worked for Microsoft? Things like that. And then I used those to train a baseline. I had him tell the truth for some and lie for others. And so I could use that to build a baseline classifier that was specific to my manager. Mm. And then I asked him uh, two more questions which were, um, is Microsoft the best company in the world to work for? And am I going to get a promotion? Because I really wanted to know the answer to that one. Oh, wow. And, uh, he said yes, that I was, but it was, uh, it was so funny. It, it, the really funny part thing about that, Josh, was that I did not plan that in advance. Like, my manager, there just, there happened to be a cameraman because we had this, uh, this, um, we had to produce a number of videos that year, so we, our marketing team had hired a cameraman to like come to our this team event that we were doing, and I just thought, oh, you know, it'd be fun and so i got my manager and the cameraman and just happened to catch it on uh video but he didn't know that that was coming
0: <laughs> so you put it so he yeah. just like uh, yeah. yes you're going to get a promotion
1: yeah so he he there was this really awkward little pause which was the hilarious part and why i'm so glad i got it on camera just cuz it was so very funny cuz he was like uh and then he was like yes you are but i didn't know what that meant you know did it mean that he was lying oh. um or did it mean that he was uh telling the truth um and so
0: you ran it through your
1: i just ran it through the algorithm and and um, the algorithm said yes with about 80% confidence oh that um, that it was true. And I did get the promotion.
0: Oh, so. that's cool, awesome story.
1: It was fun. So
0: you're a machine learning person. You have been yes. doing this a long time. You got a degree in this too, right?
1: I do. Yeah, mm-hmm. a master's degree. It's funny. My husband has a PhD and a lot of my friends have a PhD. And I'm like the, the Howard Wallowitz of my group of friends. If you watch the Big Bang Theory, there's this one guy they're always making fun of because mm-hmm. he only has a master's degree. Oh. That's me. <laughs> well, I'm only the master's degree.
0: That's very cool. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, so experimenting and learning rapidly is a, is a so you're constantly, t- how does that work with machine learning? How do yeah. you experiment learn rapidly? So
1: machine learning, it's so funny that our, um, I think our passions have such intersections yeah. because experimenting and learning rapidly is a huge part of machine learning. Mm-hmm. Um, so some of the stuff I've done is around supervised machine learning. And supervised machine learning is the subset of machine learning that you can use to make predictions. So basically you take a labeled data set um, and then you can apply crazy beautiful math to it to be able to make predictions. So for example, what I mean by a label data set is if you want to be able to predict the cost of a home, for example, you would take a whole bunch of data, um, you'd take a whole bunch of costs of actual homes and then also grab um, various features. So the cost of the home, the thing that we're trying to predict is called our label. And then all the things that would affect the cost of the home are called features mm. so there might be a number of things like you know the number of bedrooms number of bathrooms the number of years since the kitchen's been remodeled you know square footage the location because I know I live in the Detroit area and you live in the San Francisco area right so those are kind of like the two <laughs> like maximum and minimum and then kind of like normal housing prices mm-hmm. are in the in the middle um, but yeah exactly so um you can take all that data then if I have all of these things that would affect the price of a home Mm -hmm. what i can do is uh, apply a machine learning algorithm and then it basically finds the correlations between those features and that label, mm-hmm. and so it could be something as you know simple as a linear regression. It's, it's different kinds of math depending on what kind of algorithm you use. Mm-hmm. It could be something as simple as like a linear regression type thing, which you can picture. That's a lot of math that people can understand a little easier. But you know, ax plus by plus cz. If you remember that from college, just a weight times something. So if I had a whole bunch of a number of values, like the number of bedrooms, number of bathrooms, like that sort of thing. If it was all numerical data, you could maybe just apply weights times each of those and get some you know be able to pull out a price you know based on that Mm -hmm. so that's the very simple easy case when it's linear data yes but um but there's other ways to to do it too that are more advanced that can account for nonlinear data
0: and do you uh, are there like so machine learning algorithms like this these 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 mathematical algorithms obviously Mm -hmm. are they just in a catalog that you just like unleash on the data yeah or so
1: there's a number of different libraries that are well-known libraries that people use there's libraries in Python um there's tools like Microsoft has a bunch of tools like Azure Machine Learning that contains 25 algorithms um Mm. inside it already Mm. so there's a lot of different uh well-known ways to do it but um they're all based on different things and it's really funny because the what's in like tends to fall in and out of favor right Mm. now it's like fashion yeah it's like fashion right um so when i was in college it was like genetic algorithms were all the rage which had some like random mutations like over time (laughs) and that was considered really good because it like was how you know life model and that was like the big thing then mm-hmm. um and then like there's other things that have come in up like, decision trees were you know could model nonlinear data really well and that was using information uh game theory and that's really cool too um and then right now the the pretty girl in the room is um deep learning and that's deep using learning. deep mm-hmm. learning yeah so it's using neural nets with several or a lot of hidden layers very mm-hmm. deep hidden layers mm-hmm. with a lot of layers in the middle to be able to make predictions and that's Deep learning is essentially what solved problems like automatic machine translation uh, between languages and um, speech recognition and these other kind of big Mm -hmm. things that you can now see, you know, are essentially. It's funny because when I went to college back, you know, 15 years ago, those were like considered artificial intelligence, being able to detect the emotion on someone's face, that sort of thing. And now it's essentially just a solved problem. Like we can do that. We can detect faces and images we can do. Um, a lot of these things. It's remarkable. Yeah, deep so, learning has unlocked a lot of that.
0: And so um so when you say experiment learn rapidly on a data set, mm-hmm. are you so are you just trying different like yeah. different so models?
1: There's a couple different things. Uh, great question. So first of all, I can iterate sometimes that even on an algorithm. Like which algorithm works best? Like if someone just hands me a bunch of data and says, hey, Jen, go, you know, do something with that, like is it lin- like, linear? like you could see if it's linear, like is there a nice easy linear correlation mm-hmm. between the data and the thing I'm trying to predict? If it got is, it. bam, easy it. thing. If if you want to do, so if it's not linear, like a lot of things where when you think about like predicting illness, which is a very, you know, wonderful, altruistic uh, way to use technology and mm-hmm, machine learning, mm-hmm. um, you'll find that a lot of times in a lot of illnesses, there's a, um, a situation where f- children, like infants, are very susceptible to a disease and more likely to uh, pass away um, if they contract it. And then adults, healthy adults tend to be like, okay, but then the elderly tend to be more likely to also pass away if Mm. uh, contracting it that sort of thing so the risk is high for the very young and the very old and in the middle it's a little bit okay and so if you have a a curve that looks like this and if you're trying to predict age versus likelihood of dying Mm -hmm. um you're never going to be able to fit a straight line to that right because it's a it's a yeah. curve it's, it's quadratic linear. right yeah. exactly it's not linear so you need to get into a higher yeah. order polynomial math in order to do something like that wow. um, but it's uh, but yeah but it's really neat so you might you might experiment to learn around what kind of algorithm works best based on the shape of your data mm-hmm. and then once yeah. you land on an algorithm there's a whole bunch of initial parameters like if I'm doing a decision tree for example you would have to set like what's the the width of the tree and the depth of the tree like how many layers do you want to build to and those kind of things so tweaking those little initial parameters also make a difference in in what kind of accuracy you can get just based on what kind of data you're working with. So there's a lot of art to it where you you try something, see how well it works, look at accuracy and precision and recall numbers, Mm -hmm. and then um, iterate and and keep going until you can build the best mathematical model for what you're trying to predict.
0: Awesome. That's yeah, really awesome. Yeah, yeah. And you briefly mentioned a story of of someone um, related to his vision, seeing seeing. Yes,
1: the Seeing AI project is one of these things that talks, you know, tugs at my heartstrings. It's mm-hmm. one of those things. So, um, we actually have um, an amazing gentleman that works at Microsoft by the name of Saqib Sheikh. And he works out of our, um, in our, it's either Cambridge or London, but somewhere in the UK. He works out of our UK office. And he is, um, he's blind. He tragically Mm. lost his sight um, at the age of seven, I believe. Mm. And what he is working on now is essentially um, a way, he's using Microsoft's Cognitive Services to help like, fix that, essentially. Wow. Um, so he has, uh, he's using, um, so there's two different ways. He has a, um, a mobile app version of it, and then he also has a, a pair of glasses, so there's like hardware he can do as well. So if he hears something really strange, like you hear a weird noise or something, he can actually swipe the side of the glasses or you know, use the mobile app to, to take a picture. So the glasses will actually take a photo of whatever is happening in front of him, sure. or the mobile app, and then that's sent to the cloud and processed using some of our pre-trained uh, computer vision algorithms. And then it comes back with a little description of here's what it is. And so he hears something like, Oh, it's a boy riding on a skateboard. And you're like, oh, that's what that noise was. And so, like, it's this amazing thing where he can actually use computer vision to help him in his everyday life.
0: Also oh, he, when he's, he's getting a little movie with sound as well. As... Yeah.
1: So it actually talks out loud to him. Yes. So it's using um, vo- um, speech to text. Or, I'm I sorry, see. text to speech to, to, to speech. vocalize that to him so that he can hear it.
0: But I mean, he's not taking a photo of the of the person on the skateboard. He's getting a little movie of the person on the skateboard to hear. No, it. Oh,
1: good question. So is it he? The question is, if it is it um, an image or a uh, video? It's actually an image. So. Right. It takes one room. flat yeah but he's got the thing. sound too yeah, well, he he hears he can hear a sound. He doesn't know what it is, and uh-huh. so taking the picture, sending it up, and then be able to process. Okay, this oh, picture is it. of a guy mm-hmm. riding a skateboard, and they're like, oh, that's what that noise was. Okay, just so you don't you can recognize it. That's and incredible. there's other things that like it does too. It's like really cool. It also does um emotion detection. So basically, imagine like I don't know if you do you do webcasts as well or um uh, yeah. webcasts mm-hmm. live webcasts. Sure, I've
0: done them. I just did one when I was in Melbourne for a bank, and I couldn't see anybody.
1: Wonderful. I was yeah.
0: talking, and I was like, I can't see their faces.
1: Exactly. So I've done that as well where you're doing a webcast and what we're doing right now and like we have no idea how people are reacting. Are they interested? Are they falling asleep? That sort of thing. Mm. And that's Saqib's life like every day. Sure. He can never see and get those visual cues of how people are like, mm. Mm. you know, he's explaining an idea. Are people going, eh? are people going, oh, love it. you know, he, he doesn't know. Yeah. And so um, another thing that it does is emotion detection. So you can do a little swipe and it will actually um, say, um, oh, there's a, you know, It'll try to guesstimate age and gender. So there's a twenty five year old woman looking surprised, or there's a, you know, forty year old man looking disgusted or those kind of things to actually tell and give him that feedback on on emotions and what people are thinking that's fantastic it is and then the final thing is ocr his there's um optical character recognition as well and so what that means is actually being able if you have like a digital image of words Mm -hmm. being able to translate that into actual text Mm -hmm. so the idea of um if he sits down at a restaurant and there's like he needs to read the menu right mm-hmm. you can it's hard to you can ask a waitress or someone to read um the mm-hmm. menu to you but that's mm-hmm. you know it's probably a little embarrassing or whatever mm-hmm. but he can uh, put it down and it's actually using some neat um edge detection logic to figure mm-hmm. out to kind of see the edge of the um the menu from uh the table surface and then um he can actually say you know read me the menu or read me the 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 Um, Like the headings. yeah, And then it can tell them, oh, there's, you know, salads and pasta and pizzas and blah, blah, blah. Unbelievable. It really is. So it's an amazing example of making people awesome and and being able to really take um, that kind of, uh, you know, use machine learning and technology. (laughs) Yep. Right there making people <laughs> awesome um but i love that is that.
0: that is incredible i mean i could see people like lots of people using this technology yes. not just people with, with um uh, you know visual impairments but mm-hmm. yeah, just people just can't even see the menu there. yeah but it's, it's, yeah. it's incredible so it's using machine yes. learning in the cloud Bringing back voice voice technology to communicate with you. It's just, this is the future.
1: It is. It's really amazing. And those are the things that make me most excited is when we can use technology and machine learning to make people awesome is like this just most... Most fulfilling. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. yeah, that's what makes yeah. the
0: magic of this happen. Yeah. And you yeah. work at Microsoft. You've been at Microsoft for a while, then, haven't you?
1: Fifteen years. Yes. Wow. Fifteen years this year.
0: That's fantastic. I'm quite the
1: old lady now. Yeah. Yeah. So yep. <laughs> and you've
0: um you've seen different CEOs since so we was it I Bill have. Gates when we first started or or um
1: yeah. I, Actually, gosh i'm trying to think was way that Ballmer, back there. Steve Ballmer. It, i've definitely l- lived under balmer for a long time yeah. um it mm-hmm. might have even been gates at the beginning but honestly i don't even yeah, remember, I don't, when I don't it, remember when they yeah. transitioned mm-hmm. but um but yes i've worked under both of them and then now satya satya
0: satya mm-hmm.
1: nadella mm-hmm. Yes,
0: yes how is that how's he
1: honestly i think there's been some reports in like the mainstream media about just like how different the microsoft culture is under satya and I can confirm that is absolutely
0: true. It seems like a really it going in the right direction. It is a
1: different world. It yeah. is a different world. So I, I'm a huge Satya fan. I think mm-hmm. he's, he's a wonderful guy. And what I love about him is that he's so big about meeting people where they are. So I feel like in in some prior days, uh, we may have been like, you know, everybody get on Windows. Everybody come to us. Everybody get on .NET. Like it was kind of like a everybody come to where we are and come do this. And now it's, more, it's so much more. Going out to people and meeting them wherever they are, so we're contributing to open source. We are we open source .net like we took some of the stuff that we did and and open sourced it, and then we're contributing to existing open source as well. There's actually a really neat story. Um, the the in the Hadoop ecosystem, if you do any like big data work, um, there's there was this challenge to make um Hive queries. So Hive you know can query against um you know Hadoop and H base clusters and such, Mm -hmm. and uh there was a challenge to make it run like a hundred times faster hmm. and so microsoft actually contributed to this work where there were like these all the a bunch of folks like phds on the sql server team who just know insane amounts about query optimization because they have you know phds and database theory and all this stuff amazingly smart people and they were working on this so basically there were like phds on sql server so like which is a billion dollar business, yeah. Who are like giving away intellectual property into this open source thing, and like that is a different world. That's that really never would have happened stuff. like 15 years ago. So um, that's it, phenomenal. It's so exciting to be a part of, and I am encouraged to you know contribute stuff to open source. I think we're we're trying to be like okay, here's the hybrid scenario. If people are using us along with some of our competitors, let's make them work well together. Hmm. Um, and Satya is really big on on the whole growth mindset movement. Oh yes. Yes. Um Carol
0: Dweck, right?
1: He, yeah. So he, he published a, a book on it too as well. Oh but like he uh so uh, um or Satya just did his his was not the growth mindset, it was yeah. an earlier concept than Satya, you know, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. But um his um his book is kind of around that it's called Hit Refresh. But mm. um it's really the growth mindset where you should be trying new things, you should be failing, you should be learning, and that's the way that we learn is when you when you grow. And so it's really easy if you are in a job and you're good at it and to just kind of coast and keep being good at it but you're not really learning or changing or growing and right. so that idea of growth mindset is that everyone in Microsoft is encouraged to like just go and do stuff outside of your comfort zone try wow. new things
0: oh my God. um and yeah. it,
1: it's it's been a really big movement um yeah. at, inside of the company lately which is just phenomenal so it's
0: safe to fail there
1: It is. It is safe to fail. I mean, they let some crazy girl, you know, who didn't have a neuroscience degree say, hey, I think I could do this thing with machine learning and uh, brainwaves. Is it okay if I get a headset and do that? And they were like, sure. Like, (laughs) go ahead. Do do this thing. (laughs) Do this crazy thing. And so, yes, I absolutely had to have a safe place to fail because I was not sure that was going to work. It was just something something i wanted to try
0: yeah and putting unix into windows i mean that's also yes. just a gigantic change. yes i mean this is real change
1: it is inc- incredibly real change so the whole bash on windows thing is is amazing mm-hmm. um, to see that kind of thing working in, in linux subsystems and it, it really is a, um hmm. it really is a different place at microsoft
0: yeah for yeah. sure and he's a software engineer and, and he
1: so. is he is Kind
0: of helps to have a software engineer running a technology company. I right?
1: like, I like working for engineers. Mm-hmm. I will say that. Yes. Very yes. cool.
0: Well, Jennifer, thank you so much for yes, stopping by. Thank you by. for having me. I uh, loved your talk and I uh, hope others can see it or watch the video on the, on the Yao channel. Um, you know, I'm sure your your husband was happy to be the <laughs> guinea pig on that. Um, it's really cool stuff. Machine learning is just, I envy all that you've been doing. I mean, I just, it, this is the future, AI and machine learning. I mean, this is where we're going.
1: It's a lot of fun.
0: And so everyone needs to learn this stuff. Where do people, where would someone who's new to machine learning go to learn this?
1: Oh my goodness. Okay, great question. Here's a couple of different answers. Um, So Microsoft has a data science certification. So you can go check that out. There's resources online. I think if you just go to microsoft.com slash AI, like you can, uh, or maybe it's news.microsoft.com slash AI. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of great stuff there. And our machine learning team has a blog and stuff like that. I have a blog and I'm on Twitter and I try to um, release great uh, machine learning related content um, mm-hmm. on a regular basis. Um, and then, if outside of Microsoft resources, um, there's some really great online courses that exist around machine learning. So the really popular one that a lot of people know about is uh, Coursera, mm-hmm. which is taught by Andrew Ning, who is a machine learning. He was a machine learning professor at uh, Stanford, mm-hmm. and he's just really good. Like he does a great job. Mm-hmm. Um, just breaking down kind of, here's what gradient descent means, and here's this, and just kind of a lot of the, the basics of the math and mm-hmm, such. Mm-hmm. So like the Coursera online course is you know, great thing to take, and it. it's free. And then he's since moved on and done another thing, a deeplearning.ai is his oh. latest project. So if you want to jump right into deep learning... Uh, you could check out uh, deeplearning.ai, and there's courses there as well. Uh, just review um,
0: your math beforehand, right? Yes, you yeah. Not, you need to know calculus or something? Or, you uh, need.
1: I mean, you need to know some math, but that's the thing is I think he does a really good job of teaching most of the math in the courses. So some of it's like, hmm, I remember this from, you know, maybe you'll have to refresh or think back to, you know, stretch your mind and think back to, like, middle school or high school math a little mm-hmm, bit. Mm-hmm. But I don't think any of it is. Um,
0: yeah, it's not it's wrong. Not, it's science. not,
1: yeah, it's not un undoable. Mm -hmm. Um, And so there's a lot of great resources like that online. I think MIT also published on YouTube a series of machine learning courses. Mm. Um, So there's a lot of great stuff out there if you look for uh, content like on YouTube and such.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much again for stopping by. I think it's time to go down to the conference and get some drinks. Yes, it is. (laughs) Thanks again and uh, we'll see you.